Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. I do not follow the Delphi murder case as close as some. I know Hammer and Nigel have done some very good work staying on top of that case. But I do know that Richard Allen was supposed to be in a courtroom yesterday and it didn't happen. What I didn't know was that Richard Allen's defense attorneys, Andrew Baldwin and Brad Rossi, they have withdrawn from the case. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. Good to be with you, of course, the Delphi murders. Um, these two girls, what happened to them? Abby Williams, Libby German. How How is it possible the two girls could get killed in today's day and age and we just don't? Nothing. And the way this case has been handled and and the way information has been given has been awkward and strange and has led to questions of, does does anybody even know what they're doing anymore? But I want to know what in the world happened where the judge in the case the special judge assigned to the, to the to the case, Fran Gull, reporting here by Richard Essex uh, over at Wish TV, where um, she's like, we have had an unexpected turn of events. What in the world is the unexpected turn of events? This legal team, like, we're done here. The defense attorneys have withdrawn their representation of Mr. Allen. Mr. Baldwin made an oral motion to withdraw. I granted that oral motion to withdraw. Mr. Rossi, Rossi, R-O-Z-Z-I, uh, will be submitting a written motion to withdraw, I'm assuming within the next couple of days. The, the, this was supposed to be televised. They were going to show the trial. Now, they also said that Mr. Allen's financial situation, you can read this story uh, at WIBC.com, Donnie Burgess reporting, that his financial situation remains static. Judge Gull explained that that means, quote, he continues to be entitled to appointed counsel. The legal team in question is publicly accused of leaking evidence to associates That I this is this is very weird. This is very weird. So now, now what's going to happen is you're gonna to have to find a new legal team. That legal team is or 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 lawyer, I'm gonna say legal team. They're gonna to have to get caught up on the case. 
So we still don't go to trial. We still don't get to hear the evidence. The families of Abby Williams and Libby German have to continue to wait. This is twisted. This is messed up. I, somewhere there has to be a a detailed and deep understanding of, of how this happens and what does leaked evidence actually mean? What evidence? To whom? How did it affect? Why? I need answers to questions. This has been going on for years. And at every turn, it gets crazier. It gets stranger. It gets more improbable. I, it, it is one of those things where clearly there's stuff we're not told, stuff we don't know. And it makes us, it makes us see, look at this and say everyone involved is completely incompetent. And the family of Abby Williams and Libby German suffer. That's pretty gross. I will dig in on what's going on on the southern border. More of what Biden said in that speech yesterday and whether it is worthy of your applause. And 400 coward staffers. That's all coming up. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. There are things in the world going on outside of Israel. I'll give you an example of it. The month of September was a record month at the southern border. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. Southern border is the biggest story. Southern border is the focus. The southern border is our security. And it's not secure. And anybody who says otherwise is lying. And I don't know why they lie. Well, you you got to really want chaos. Some people do want chaos. It's like when I see that it, it, there, was, there, there was this. Right? This was Ron Klain, the not-so-much-pride-of-North-Central on uh, MSNBC last night after Joe Biden's speech. Chris, um, I agree with something you said earlier also before the speech, which is at times like this I look and say, thank God Joe Biden's our president, not Donald Trump. The counter is so simple. If Trump was president, Hamas would not have attacked. Russia would not have gone to Ukraine. And we're only seconds away from China taking Taiwan on Joe Biden's watch. I thank God that Joe Biden is president, not Trump. Do you know how deluded weird you have to be? Well, that's Ron Klain. That's this Democratic Party that the dysfunction of the Democratic Party happens on a level uh, on on this this national international level. Right, it happens in in their policy where they never, ever, ever seem to get it right. 
strength may keep these things from happening, and no one thinks Joe Biden is strong. It's like he has a spokesman who is bragging, well, Joe Biden's the only president who's visited two war zones during his presidency. That is not something to brag about. War zones that one could argue wouldn't be war zones if Biden wasn't president. Did I say hello, Tony Katz, 93 WIBC? Good to be with you. It's it's such a crazy, weirdo brag. Super duper weird. And yet they do it and and you look at it like, that's nutty. And then you look at the Republicans not able to uh, to pick a speaker and you're like, oh, that's, it's, that's also nutty. Republicans just do it in different ways. This whole speaker thing is insane. But the only way I know I live in a free society is that this is happening out in the public, right? You don't have the authoritarian uh, system of Nancy Pelosi. You have, you have the street fight. I don't know, maybe the Republican Party comes out better for it. I'm, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping for. But again, this the speaker thing is what happens when you don't have a have a plan. I'll get into that coming up in, 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 in a little bit. Border Patrol recorded 218,777 encounters across the southern border in September. The highest on record for September going back to the year 2000. At the end of fiscal year 2023, it's weird. The fiscal year for the government runs October to September. That's the way they do it. Um, Border Patrol apprehension surpassed 2 million people. I'm focused on what's going on in Israel, and I support Israel's right to exist. I support Israel's right to defend itself. I do not think it is wrongheaded to be going after Hamas. I am not one of these 400 cowardly uh, Capitol Hill staffers who anonymously sign a letter, you pathetic loser wimps. Not you. I'm not these State Department people. This is wrong. You have to be calling for a ceasefire immediately. No. No, you don't. Amazing how when it comes to Israel, the rules are always different. But the border is our issue. The border is our subject. This is dangerous stuff. This is killing us. Us, we, Democrats, Republicans, liberal, conservative, black, white, gay, straight, Asian, Hispanic, name your thing. And we do nothing. No plan. I wonder if Ron Klain sees it the same way. Chris, um, I agree with something you said earlier also before the speech, which is at times like this, I look and say, thank God Joe Biden's our president, not Donald Trump. 218,777 encounters, over 2 million for fiscal year 2023. Rapes, fentanyl, all of it. Do you still, do you still thank God? Just, just curious, Ron. Just just curious. The popcorn moment. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's the story you need to hear to believe. Then grab your popcorn because there is more. If you did not hear Joe Biden's speech last night, he uh, engaged a conversation that was desperate to tie Israel and Ukraine together that we have to fund both and it will pay a 
dividends to us. It is a smart investment. Listen. It's just less war when connected. It benefits the people who would benefit the people of the Middle East and will benefit us. American leadership is what holds the world together. American alliances are what keep us, America, safe. American values are what make us a partner that other nations want to work with. To put all that at risk, if we walk away from Ukraine, we turn our backs on Israel, it's just not worth it. That's why tomorrow I'm going to send to Congress an urgent budget request to fund America's national security needs, to support our critical partners, including Israel and Ukraine. It's a smart investment that's going to pay dividends for American security for generations. Help us keep American troops out of harm's way. Help us build a world that is safer, more peaceful, more prosperous for our children and grandchildren. In Israel, we must make sure that they have what they need to protect their people today and always. The security package I'm sending to Congress and asking Congress to do is an unprecedented commitment to Israel's security that will sharpen Israel's qualitative military edge, which we've committed to, the qualitative military edge. We're going to make sure Iron Dome continues to guard the skies over Israel. We're going to make sure other hostile actors in the region know that Israel... I, I must say that... I don't know if tying Israel and Ukraine works uh, on Americans. It might work on Democrats. Uh, I just don't know where it is on all Republicans, and I certainly don't know where it is on on independents. Um, I I would argue that these things should be treated differently in terms of uh, if you're going to provide dollars, how they're voted on. I I would argue that they should be... They should be separate in that way, so we have we have a, a sense of clarity, for sure. Uh, I believe that we are not wrong to support Ukraine in pushing back Russia. I have said so since the beginning. I just want an accounting of the dollars, which we have not gotten. And also, America needs to know the strategic, well, the 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 plan. How long? How much? What? What is? What is success? You tie these things together, but you leave out details that might be necessary to get the public's approval. So now, if I support Israel getting help, but don't support Ukraine getting help, I can't get help to Israel because you've tied it together. That's not much faith in the people. I thought that was a problem in the delivery, amongst other issues, good and bad. Also a fine pop song. I don't know. I don't know about the Whitney. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Great to be with you. Thank you, Ryan Hedrick, for playing along. Do not forget that we've got a mayor's race in Indianapolis. And I know people are unhappy with Jefferson Shreve and his gun plan. Because it's not a plan. It was a pandering offering. It was a mistake to which I've told him. I've also told that man to just punch. You've got two weeks left, three weeks left. You have to punch. I I think there's a, a couple of debates to go. You have to punch. You have to directly lay out the case. And of course, we know what the case is. 
Indianapolis is worse off after eight years of Joe Hogsett. This has to come to an end. We need some safety. We need some strength. We need a vision. We need a plan. Joe Hogsett doesn't have that. Don't have it. They don't have it. So we're all clear. But I know some people said, I'm never going to vote for Jefferson Tree because of uh, of this of what he did with guns. You're wrong. Wait, let me let me try and rephrase that. I don't think that's the best strategy. Because you're not wrong to be upset. You're not. It was a terrible, terrible idea. And I don't know if that was Mark Lubbers on his staff or whomever. Terrible idea. And shame on Jefferson for putting it out there. Somewhere there's some polling that showed that it was possibly helpful. Nah. You make the case that your converse, the conversation about the NRA isn't the issue. Maybe we should be having NRA trainings on firearms all across Indianapolis. The issue is Joe Hogsett and his lax view on crime allows for more crimes to take place. No pressure on a prosecutor allows for more crimes to take place. His plan where he takes over as the public safety director has failed. He's not capable. That's it. And you keep hammering that. And you keep hammering that. You don't worry about what they say about the NRA. You worry about what the data says about the people's lives. I get the game that they're playing. I'm telling you how to win. You explain, you punch, you push, you never back down. So I got to argue that this has not been a great campaign in the general. I equally have to argue he's a better choice for Indianapolis than Joe Hogsett. And part of our problem is sometimes you got to do things where you hold your nose. He was wrong about the gun stuff. And it should be pushed back on it in ways I cannot even describe. But the city has a better chance with Jefferson Shreve than Joe Hogsett. That's the data. You have no chance with Joe. Maybe you have a chance with Jefferson. That's enough. That's enough. Well, Tony, you got to stand up. Yeah, you got to stand up. That moment is there, and if you're standing up, means you're not going to vote for anybody. Okay. But that's not standing up, is it? That's still getting what you're getting, as opposed to engaging a bit of incrementalism with the opportunity to get something better. And then, let's run candidates who know how to stand firm on all the things. You want the perfection. I hear you. This is what we have right now. And that is still a step in the right direction. So let's take the step. Election day is coming. Four more years of Hogsett. Don't give us anything. But it hurts us everywhere. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Yeah. 400 Capitol Hill staffers decided to sign a letter urging Congress to back a ceasefire. 
as the Huffington Post reports it, Muslim and Jewish congressional staffers signed a letter Thursday urging Congress to back a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas in, a, in light of, quote, anti-Semitism, anti-Muslim, and anti-Palestinian sentiment on the rise nationwide. But they didn't sign their names to it. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. That's different than uh, a guy by the name of Joshua Paul, Director of Congressional and Public Affairs for the State Department's Bureau of Political Military Affairs. He's been been there for 11 years. He is so upset with the White House's decision to send arms and ammunition to Israel that he quit. He resigned. Blind support for one side. What it leads to is this desire to sort of sort of impose security at any cost, including a cost to the Palestinian civilian population, and that doesn't ultimately lead to security. Pretty incredible that um, staffers didn't sign anything to urge a ceasefire with Russia and Ukraine. Wait, did I miss it? No one quit over the support of Ukraine. But they'll quit over this. Representative Cory Bush putting out, uh, this is the, the, the woman from Missouri, Congresswoman from Missouri. Uh, she's the one who created the live Hands Up, Don't Shoot. They were activists and then they became members of Congress because, you know, once a grift, always a grift. Quote, I denounce any action to censure Representative Rashida Tlaib, the only Palestinian-American in Congress. These Islamophobic and racist efforts are an attempt to discredit her perspective and scare those courageously speaking up for Palestinian human rights. Solidarity with my sister in service. She won't condemn Hamas. But no problem there. It's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating how this works, how this goes, where only on the conversation of Israel can you get such insanity. But I have to object very openly uh, regarding this conversation of Islamophobia. Even Joe Biden said this in his speech last night, hearkening back to the terrible days after and the Islamophobia after September 11th. There wasn't. 900 mosques didn't burn to the ground and nor should they have, nor should they today. That didn't happen. You can pick an incident, you can pick maybe two. There was a six-year-old boy stabbed to death in Illinois by a guy, his landlord. Oh, he's, he's, he's Palestinian, and then there, and uh, Hamas wants a day of rage. I have to do something about this. You stab a six-year-old boy to death? It's disgusting. And the, and the country said that's disgusting. And that's it. When I say that's it, my gosh, that's enough. But you don't see 9,000 incidents. You see a country disgusted at the incident that we know happened. What is this Islamophobia conversation? Why is this the thing that comes up? Israel cannot respond to an attack that murdered 1,400 citizens. Do we forget the scope? 
Never mind the hostages being held. They can't respond. That that requires staffers to sign anonymous letters and people to quit the State Department. First of all, quit the State Department. I hope you take a thousand losers with you. Secondly, all these congressional staffers are cowards. But don't ever tell me about Islamophobia. Talk to me about what we do about the Islamists. The Islamists, I should say it better, who are Hamas, who are Hezbollah, the Ayatollah, who are ISIS. What do you want to do about that? You want me to scream Islamophobia, but something is happening and has been happening. And screaming you're Islamophobic doesn't change reality. It's something I'll be digging into on Tony Katz today at noon.